What is up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Kingdom Threads. I'm Tyler. And I'm Corey. And we are about to co-host this thing like I ain't never been co-hosted before. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, podcast. We are so extremely excited. I am very new to this. Uh, I think you said you've been on a couple before, mm-hmm. but how about you jump on in? Tell us a little about yourself, Corey. Yeah, so... My name is Corey Gibson. I've been in ministry now for the past 15 years, um, have done several different roles. Most of that has been spent inside of student ministry, doing some little youth ministry and as well as young adult ministry. I've spent time as an associate pastor, also had time spent as an executive pastor. Really enjoying uh, the season that God has me in right now where I get to travel through my own ministry to do God's work and to preach at churches and travel. I'm also excited that I get to coach leaders. I just wrote a book this Ooh. past March. Go check it out, guys. Called Jesus Focused Life. That book means a lot to me. And so it's a really good book for those who have anything to do with leadership, regardless if you're a parent, business person, or if you are a minister or pastor at a local church. Um, mm-hmm. Really good book for you guys. Also really excited about... Kingdom Threads. I'm excited about this podcast because it's literally just an invitation for you guys to listen to Tyler and I as we have the conversation um, as friends. And so there's a lot of different topics that we're going to be discussing. He and I have been uh, praying over this and believe that this is what God wants to do. And so I'm excited about this podcast. I'm excited that we have just a good friendship that we can just do this together. And so, so yeah, I'm really cool about it. really excited about it. And so, yeah. Five so, years of friendship. Yeah, that's, five whole years with a solid foundation of funny memes. Yeah. That's, any given time, you can see us texting, Facebook, and memes of anything, random. And, yeah, of course, we're Christian, so we're going to share the YouTube <laughs> videos of the Chris Tomlin and uh, the worship leaders and stuff like that. But it's mostly memes if we're sharing uh, and any good relationship is based off of memes, right? Yeah, this is, uh, so yeah. No. Um, I've known Corey for five years, like I said, and it has been so solid. Um, not only a lot of laughs, but this guy is so full of wisdom. He's always packing it in, and anytime I, like, ask him a question, it's like he's already thought out of an answer. Oh, so, like, stop. You really do. I, I really appreciate you, man. So I'm really excited to do this with Corey. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I've been a Christian for... Um, I tell everybody about four and a half years, I gave my life, I actually like completely surrendered my life um, in 2015, and um, I've been involved with uh, several young adult ministries, mm-hmm. a few youth ministries, and a couple of uh, uh, worship teams, and I'm just always ready to help out wherever I can, and I'm excited to be jumping into this podcast. Um, I am married. I've been married for a year and one week, as you helped me remember a little while ago. <laughs> um, my wife, her name is Julia. Uh, she is so incredibly awesome, and we are expecting our first child uh, <laughs> in December. Yep, Benjamin Wilder. Um, I am insanely excited about that, as well as insanely nervous at the same time. Are you um, ready for diapers? Ooh, that's a... That's still one I'm, I'm praying through that right now. <laughs> I'm asking the Lord for strength when it comes to that. As far as sleeping, I got that covered. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this and to get started. So why the name? It was almost like I, I asked you one day, I was like, Kingdom Threads? Like one of those things where you're not quite sure about it, you just yeah. kind of throw it out there. Um, and you were all, all about it. And it's pretty cool to see how you've kind of developed your, your reasoning and how what it means to you. 
Yeah, I, 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 I love the name Kingdom Threads because it, uh, number one, it's about the kingdom. You know, everything that we do is about God's kingdom. Um, just everything that I do, everything Tyler does, everything that we are doing should be about God's kingdom. And then the thread part comes in. Uh, when I think of threads, of course, I think of fabric um, and how the uh, everything is intertwined with one another to make, you know, the shirt that I'm wearing. To make the clothes that I wear, and so I think uh, when we think of threads, you and I are threaded together. Mm. You know, we're just not friends, but God has a purpose for us in our friendship. Right. And so when we get with people of different backgrounds, different um, thought processes, different races, different. Season things, of season of life, whatever, you know, your testimony is different than mine. Um, the season of life you're in is different than mine. Like you just said, you're, you're about to have a baby. And so I'm not having a baby. And so it's just, it's when we can get together and intertwine our relationship with each other for the purpose of God, then we're able to live out the calling that God has set before us, not just as Christians, mm. but as the body of Christ or the bride of Christ. And so it's not just about, you know, our local church that we go to, but it's about the church that God is wanting to make us. Mm, And so when you and I get together, when we live life together, we are not just focused in on the church I go to. And you and I know several people who they're so concerned about the local church that they're at that they forget about everybody else that's around them. They're so focused about what they're doing that they forget about everything that's going on around them. And I'm and, and my process is, let's just be about the kingdom. And as we're about the kingdom, you and I work together and we begin to thread our life with one another and, and fulfill the calling and purpose that God has called us to yeah. do. So yeah. living in community. Right. Literally. Yeah. So, yeah. Being here to complete one another. And like you said, just be the body. Um, it's, it's incredible to think, you know, about our bodies, you know, and how, how it takes an entire body to function, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just working together to get to that point, which is, you know, expanding the kingdom of God. You got to work together to do that. Um, being there to complete one another, not compete with each other. Mm, That's Um, good work. And I think that, uh, that's lost in a lot of translations now Mm -hmm. where, you look at one church and they are looking down on another church mm-hmm. and you're saying, Hey, let's, let's get our numbers higher than anybody else mm-hmm. in town. You know, and it's, we would just be happy that someone's going somewhere, yeah. you know, pursuing the Lord, pursuing the word, pursuing more of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's what, it, that's where, what I was saying or alluding to earlier is that we need to be about the kingdom mm-hmm. and not about what we're individually doing. Yeah. What our local church is doing but about what the kingdom is doing. As long as the kingdom is expanding, as long as the kingdom is increasing, God is getting the glory, we're getting the glory. And so that's so important for us to realize that that in our walk, in our daily walk with each other, where we're on, regardless if we're on the job, in the marketplace, if we're pastors, um, you'd be an IT specialist, you can you know, work wherever, being shipping and receiving, like you fulfill a purpose in the kingdom. Mm. And when you realize that, you begin to teach other people that. And then when you teach other people that, then that's when life actually 
is lived in its fullest. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like how, you know, the kingdom expanded, you know, in Jesus' day. Mm-hmm. One person told one person and they saw what was going on. And then that person told another person. Yeah. And it's just, it's by word of mouth and people living and seeing what's going on in your life. But guess what? The only way you can do that is if you're connected with someone. True, true. And so, so yeah. Threads all put together, making a cord that's mm-hmm. stronger than, um, it's we're, not, we're not kingdom cords, we're kingdom threads. Yeah. It's kingdom cords sounds a little, I don't know. Yes. It's a little bit weird, but <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, I get the analogy. But yeah. <laughs> and so. Yeah, I'm super excited about the name. Um, the first thing that I thought of was, you know, the coat of many colors mm-hmm. and just being draped and, oh, wow. you know, like covered in, in Christ and, um. Uh, that kingdom mindset and knowing that the kingdom is, you know, this this greater thing that's not just um, that the idea of a of a castle in the sky. You know, it's this. It's we are we are in the kingdom. We are we are to be of the kingdom and like kingdom minded and just sure. completely for you know God. It's I I don't completely understand it, and I hopefully you know in this podcast I'll get a little I'll gain some understanding from it. But you know, I just imagine. Kingdom threads being, you know, covered in grace and like you said, being threaded together. Mm-hmm. So like you sharpening me, me sharpening you, us learning from one another mm-hmm. um, and sharing what we've learned um, and just drawing wisdom from one another and, you know, asking the Lord to lead us. So That's I'm good. really excited about Kingdom yeah. Threads and I definitely piggyback off of everything you said. Yeah, I, I just, I, I love the name. It's, it's very simple. Um, it's about God. It's about people and it's about us living life together. And I think. It's just, you know, and you know this, you're a young adult, that how it's so hard for us to get about doing the things of life that we forget to stop and to actually live life with Mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we've seen it all at weddings where, you know, the preacher talks about how, you know, the three-stranded cord is uneasily broken and Mm -hmm. how the husband, the wife, and Jesus are the cords yeah. that, that are stranded together. And it's like, and, and that is a great analogy because that even works for even in our friendship that, that you and me or you and another person are so intertwined with each other. And Jesus is so intertwined with that. His spirit is there. Right. The Bible says that where two or three are gathered, so is he right there in the midst of them. And mm-hmm. so just having that power to, to realize that God is doing a, a work in the kingdom yeah. for his, his glory. And so, yeah. yeah, I love it. I love the name. I love everything about, um, you know, this podcast and, and, the, and the purpose of the podcast. And so even with that, is, um, what, do you, what do you think about the, just the purpose of why uh, you wanted to sit down and do this podcast uh, with me and for these people? Yeah. Um, and... I was thinking about that question a little while ago and just kind of mulling over what it means and like what, what it, I guess in me, what things mean to you are the purpose that you give it, I guess. That's good. Um, good. and, and I have such a heart for the youth today, Mm -hmm. um, and seeing where the world is going and it's so very evident. It's so very saddening. Um, and it's just, I guess the purpose to, um, do what I can to lay a foundation for my kids, for our kids, for the future generation that is coming up behind us to help someone who is dealing with um, an issue right now that, you know, um, I may, I may not know and they may, you know, gain wisdom or encouragement for something we say. So I'm really hoping that 
um, through this, we're able to encourage people, um, you know, and, and just create conversational topics. And if, if nothing else, just encourage people to create community, That's cool. um, get out there and talk with someone, uh, sharpen one another, like I said, and just share your opinion. And that's something that is so very important. You don't have to have the right answer. You don't have to change what you think to make it sound better. Mm-hmm. You can just say what you mean. And, and you know, um, it's so important to value what other people think, regardless of whether you agree with it or not, you know, and present yourself, you know, respectfully, and, you yeah. know, share, share how, how you feel and then learn, you know. It's good. I like that. Yeah. I think for me personally, the, the, the podcast and the purpose behind it is even going back to uh, just with you, you know, one of the reasons why I love you and uh, cherish you as a friend is because you always ask really tough questions. And to me, that is a art that is missing in this generation for whatever reason. And so we want to have this podcast for people to ask questions mm-hmm so that we can answer it the best way that we can. And we're answering questions based on what scripture says and then our personal experiences with that. And so and so for me, that is so important to the why behind this because, you know, honestly, we don't want to just be talking if we're not answering the right question that people sure. have. And that's, it's, that's one of the most dangerous things a leader or a person can do is to answer questions that no one is asking and so it's just and that's why it's so important to be sensitive to the spirit yeah absolutely and uh just saying that Corey and i will do our best to listen to what god is leading us to do and if there's something like hey you don't need to talk on this we're not going to talk on it or if Corey texts me the night before and says hey i really want to talk about this topic we'll drop everything and talk absolutely so yeah i just i just think it's so important that you know that we are answering the questions that you are asking because it, it allows us to enter into a place where where you and I really get before the face of God and say, Lord, how can we answer this question for them mm-hmm. in a way that will not just change their life, but will alter their destination. Right. And so I think that's, you know, one of the you know main purposes behind that and this podcast is that that we can be a tool used by God to release facts, to release answers, to release solutions to what is going on in the heart of the listeners that we have. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, so we're open to questions. We're open to comments. We're open to uh, you guys getting on social media and, and, and really connecting with us concerning uh, what is going on in your life. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's the, you know, the purpose behind this, what you said and what I said is that it it allows us to get deeper into God and not forsake the person. Yeah. If that makes sense. And so, uh, so yeah. So talking about the purpose um, of the podcast, it kind of brings me to what the topic of the night is. And that is, um, being qualified, not disqualified from something. So, um, yeah, neither of us heading up a podcast before me, never even being on a podcast, you having been interviewed on a couple of podcasts. Um, I guess it's a little intimidating at first, Mm -hmm. you know, having conversation in a vulnerable state, um, with other people listening and just knowing, um, 
the the qualifications of other people. I, I know that I mentioned Chad Veach earlier and how comfortable he is mm-hmm. on his leadership lean in, and it's just incredible to watch. It's an art form. It's a talent. It's yeah. a, it's a gift that he has, and um, you know, just knowing that we have something to give forward, um, and that qualifies us in itself. It's good. Um, yeah. So, uh, tell me about not disqualified and what it means to you. And um, actually, let's start it this way. When was the first time that you knew you needed to step up and be in ministry? I think the first time I I knew I needed to be in ministry. So just a little bit of background. So I I, I got saved when I was seven years old. Um, and from there, I literally jumped headfirst into serving, headfirst into just doing whatever I could. And so um, my parents were pastors at the church uh, that we were going to. Back in the day, it was called Cell Group. Now we call, we call it Life Group or Small Group. And so they were leading that, that ministry at the church that we were in. And so for me, you know, I, I, I always had a foundation of Christianity. And in that, you know, we would do uh, family devotions on Friday nights or Saturday mornings. And so, I, like, I, uh, I kid you not, I, I literally learned how to sleep standing up. Uh, and so, because uh, my dad would just pray for everybody, everybody in the government, everybody in the school, like, calling these people by names and stuff like that. And so, so I just, I, I developed a life of, of just having family devotions and, and all of that. But I really got the the calling, so to speak, is when I was um, a teenager, when I was about 15 or 16, and I really wanted to just make a difference. And I had someone who, you know, talking about, you know, not being qualified, had someone who really uh, believed in me enough to to speak into my life and say, you know, I believe in you. I, I believe that you can do this. I believe that this is a calling on your life. What do you say? And I really, I really just, I stepped up to the plate and just did it. I preached my very first sermon uh, when I was like eight years old. Uh, it was super crazy. We back that then we had awesome. we had puppet ministry. Thank Ooh. God, puppet ministry is no longer in existence <laughs> um, like it was in you know nineteen ninety four. But um, the Lord is still faithful. So yeah, <laughs> and so so yeah, it was just you know I had somebody who believed in me. We had a, a really cool youth pastor. Uh, Billy Humphrey out in Atlanta, Georgia with the International House of Prayer. Um, that's what he's doing now. And so it's just being able to uh, have someone who believes in you enough and calls something and sees something in you. And so, yeah, um, and it was from that moment when I did my very first um, sermonette, so to speak, and, and preached my first message. And, you know, I've been faithfully serving the Lord ever since then, but um, really as an adult stepped into the calling when I was 17 years old, I got asked to speak at a summer camp. Mm. And in that, um, the Lord um, allowed that to, it was like he was marking me Mm. and saying, this is what I want you to do vocationally. That's so good. And the Lord uh, began to minister to me and download some things into my heart and into my mind. And it was from that moment that jump-started my life of serving God faithfully mm. for the past 15 years as yeah. I stated earlier with um, being a pastor in ministry so yeah yeah oh I love that 17 years old and it just hitting you and um, that's really what it's all about I don't think there is any qualification like I know people went to school and mm. I mean they are they are what you call super qualified yeah. individuals professional Christians oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. but I mean some of those guys definitely have like 
gifts and talents yeah, and the absolutely. Lord has literally blessed them and poured out. But one of my favorite speakers right now and pastors is Michael Todd. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he has no degree, how mm-hmm. he just kept talking mm-hmm. and people put him in that position after he didn't ask for it. He yeah. was humble and like, you know, David who mm-hmm. kept working in the field and then moved up to the palace eventually. Yeah. He was, he was yeah. there and he just stayed around. He was, yeah. When an opportunity came, he was, he knew he was qualified because mm-hmm. he believed in himself and he knew that God had called yeah. him and marked him, like you said. Absolutely. But even yeah. with, the, you brought up David, even with David, nobody believed David could do it. Mm-hmm. David believed he could. God believed he could, but nobody believed that he could do it. It was, it was even said in scripture that, that David was not the first pick, mm-hmm. um, that his, his older brother was. And so it's, it's, it, it comes to a point where there's two types of disqualification. There's the disqualification of yourself. This is how you feel about yourself. You feel that you are disqualified. Mm-hmm. And then there's the disqualification of someone else. Mm-hmm. That means someone else has said that you are unqualified for this. Yeah. And an example I can think of is Saul. Yeah. Who was going around literally wiping out Christians mm-hmm. and God knocked him off a donkey. Yeah. And all of a sudden this guy was preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people at that point were like, I don't think so. Absolutely. Not today. Yeah. Not today. Not today. And even you bring it up with Saul and just, it just, there's, there's been no one in scripture that was qualified to do what they did mm. other than Jesus. Yeah. You know, Moses was a murderer and had a stuttering issue. Uh, you, you brought up with Saul. Saul was killing Christians left and right. Uh, you said we have Peter who was chopping ears off of people. Um, to Rahab. defend Jesus, you know, Rahab, you know, was a Bible calls it, she was a prostitute and all this. And so it's just, it's, it's all of these things, all of these men, all of these women, they weren't qualified to do what they did, but God qualified them. And I think, I think in our generation, we're looking for the approval of man when God has said, I've already approved mm. of you. Yeah. And so, and us, feeling that we're not qualified and that we are disqualified, it's, it's really a, a, a shifting that has to take place in our mind. We have mm-hmm. to have a, a paradigm shift in our own mind that we can know that it's okay, it's okay that if I feel like I'm disqualified. Yeah. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. I'm it's, not doing it for me. Right. I'm doing it for God. And yeah. so if I'm doing it for God, then that means God is the one who approves or disapproves. Yeah. And the Bible says that he approves of us. And so we have to have that understanding where it's not about if we think we're disqualified. It's not about if someone else thinks we're disqualified. It's about God has said, you are qualified. Mm. And so you have to walk in faith with that. You have to walk and believe in faith with that. And you have to be obedient. Mm. And I think even with this, you know, us talking about qualifications and all that, you know, are we obedient? Right. Are we obedient enough to follow after what God has said? Yeah. It's just crazy how, you know, in our generation that we don't, we beat ourselves up because we feel disqualified yeah. and we feel like we're unworthy. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Or it's an image true. Yeah. Image. And it's just like, and I would never be Michael Todd. Only thing that he and I got, we both black. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I would never be Michael Todd. I love him to death. I love the, what he preaches. I love um, his stance on a lot of things. Love Judah Smith. 
love Chad Beach, love Rich Wilkerson, love all these guys. Um, but I can never be them. And the reason I can never be them because I'm not qualified to be and to walk in their shoes because God has given me something else to do. Right. And so I would never have their voice. I would never be able to to preach like them um, in the way, in the manner of the way they preach or anything like that. But I have to realize, and this is it right here. This is another thing that, like I stated before, we find our validation in other people. Mm, yep. And so if we find our validation in other people, we will always live for their approval. Right. And you will never exceed That's right. above the person you That's are right. seeking validation from. That's right. So if you are seeking from God, God is... There's no scale when it comes to yeah. that. You know, he is he is the highest up there's there's just you just it's just you know, sky's the limit when it comes to mm-hmm. that and, and you know, looking for your validation from man. Like mm-hmm. I said, there there is a cap there. Yeah. There is a roof, a ceiling, and no matter if you jump off of that ceiling and you make that ceiling your floor, you know, there's it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. There's always a limitation. Mm-hmm. And the reason because of that, because we in our human nature, we don't want to see other people the seed higher than us. Mm, yeah. Wow. And so we will do whatever we can to stop that person yeah. from getting to the next level if it's going to be above where they're at. Mm. And so we see that all the time where, you know, you go and you do work and stuff and you have all the skill sets and talent and all that, but you talk to the higher manager and they say, oh, unqualified for yeah. it. Well, you have the skill set for it, but there's something in them that thinks that you can do better than them, and so they don't want you to uh, succeed in that, and so that that becomes a dangerous territory. But mm-hmm. you know, with us being qualified, we're qualified not because we have the skill set. We're qualified not because we have the talent. We are only qualified because we have the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. and when we have the Spirit of God. It allows us to step into the realm where we are now qualified for the task ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so there are certain things that you and I have that we are qualified, but it's different. Right. And so what your your purpose in life, your calling in life, is different than mine. Mm-hmm. And that's the point I was getting at with you know all the guys that I had uh, mentioned earlier, the preachers and pastors and stuff. Is I can never fulfill and be them because I'm not qualified to walk where they're walking. Right. I'm only qualified. Get this. I'm only qualified. You who are listening, you're only qualified when you are walking where God is calling you to walk. Hmm. You're only qualified where God has called you to walk. And so I can't walk in your lane and you can't walk in my lane because you're not qualified for that and I'm not qualified for yours. And yeah. so I think it's just the whole purpose of just uh, understanding that God has approved us, that no matter what people say that... Not walking in fear. Yeah, it's just, I think, like you just said, fear is a, is a big hindrance for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. For a lot of people, because people are afraid to step out of their comfort zone. Exactly. Because if they step out of their comfort zone, there's only two people they can rely on. Mm-hmm. Either they're going to rely on themselves, which will fail, or they're going to rely on God. And so some people, a lot of people uh, are afraid to get out of that comfort zone because they don't want to give up control. Everything's easy. Everything's nice. 
And it's 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 just not about that. God yeah. is wanting to get them to a place where they can to know what's going on around them. Yeah. And I think back to that example of where God took the Israelites the long way around and they didn't take the shortcut, even though it was the fastest route. He took them a long way around because he was protecting them. He was developing them and he was preparing them so they would understand Mm -hmm. and be grateful for where they came from. Absolutely. Absolutely. He took them on the longest route to get them to a place that will grow their character. Hmm. And it's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable when you're in a place. Yeah. When you're in a place where it's different. Hmm. And God is wanting to show them that the easy way out is not the way that they should go. It's not what he has called them to do. He's wanting to strengthen them, to give them character, to for them to know their purpose, know their uh, his name, to call them. You know, in the book of Hosea, chapter 2, it talks about how God took the, the woman, Gomer, how God was taking her to a place uh, Jose was taking her to a place back into the desert so that, that she can know her name. Hmm. And it's a type and shadow of what God is doing with us, that God would take us to a place so that, that we can understand his calling, that we can understand his purpose, that we can know his voice. Yeah. Do you know the Lord's voice? That's like that's a question that we need to be asking ourselves on a regular basis. Like, wow. Can, do we actually know the voice of God or is that our voice? Is it our parents' voice? Is it somebody else's voice? Like, and so we have to get to a place where we are uncomfortable with being in our comfort zone. Because if we live in fear, we will always be disqualified. Right. Always. 100% guaranteed. If you live in fear, you will always be disqualified because God has called you to faith. And with faith, that means that you are qualified because you're able to walk in obedience. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, an analogy that kind of goes along with that. And I've used this several times is that, you know, the idea of when you, when you die and you go to heaven, you know, there's a mansion prepared for you and you go out back and there's this little shed mm-hmm. and you walk in the shed and on the shelves there are all these blessings mm-hmm. that you missed out on. Um, and a really humbling fact is that God does not need me. God does not need you. If you are not going to step up and take advantage of the qualification, the gifts, the talents, the skills that he has given to you, that he has put at your disposal for his glory, you will miss out on them. And he'll, he'll say, uh, you're, not gonna, you're not going to shine me here. I'm going to use Corey to shine you here. And, you know, it's just so important to step out. And I love the, the, the saying, you know, 10 seconds of courage is all it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to who are you trying to impress? Yeah. Are you worried about how you're going to look in 10 seconds? If, if it's for the greater good, you know, mm-hmm. um, are you worried about how you're going to look or are you worried about, you know, being obedient to your father mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just true. the idea of not missing out, taking opportunity, knowing that you are qualified for the task that is ahead or what you're in right now. A lot of times, and something that's so heartbreaking that I've seen so many times lately is that people lose courage or they mm-hmm. lose hope in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that has, you know, wrecked the Christian community lately. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. an attack by the enemy. And the closer we get to the end times, you know, the enemy is going to try to attack us all yeah. so much harder and just being confident and knowing that, that we are qualified and that mm-hmm. he is there for us. He has provided us 
everything that we need. It's good. Um, it's really good. Yeah, just just not living in fear. Yeah, and not losing hope. That's good. That that reminds me of when I was in Michigan um, a few years back, and I was youth pastor there um, at a church and this, the season there, I was only there a year, but the season ended abruptly and there was a lot of doubts and questions even in my own mind where like, Lord, why like, why did you have me relocate from Atlanta, Georgia to Kalamazoo, Michigan? Yeah. Like, what was the purpose of that if you knew that I was going to be here for a year? Mm. And, and I remember the week before I was leaving on a Sunday after church was ending, had this lady, she was like a, a church mother to me. Just very lady, nice lady. She took me in, older lady, very prophetic, very um, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, uh, had this, the gift of discernment, and and I and I didn't even share anything with her. Um, she knew that I was leaving, but I didn't share anything, I didn't share my heart with her, I didn't share anything with her. And, and I remember vividly what she, she had told me in that moment. She said, you were here because there's people back home Speaking of Atlanta, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, there's people back home who are watching you to see how you're going to respond. Wow. To wow. the difficult times. Yeah. Like to take me mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone where I was with my family, I was with my best friends, I was with people that I trusted and and people that I knew for years to take me to this obscured place in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Like what? To a place where... I would feel like I have been abandoned, a place where I felt like there was no hope, a place where I was questioning God, questioning my calling and all of this. And and she tells me a year later, the week before I was leaving to move to Mobile, Alabama to be with some best friends, that God called you here so that people back home, God called you out of your comfort zone so that, pe- not for me, so that people back home could see how you respond to difficult wow. seasons. Wow. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I could have at least made a million dollars. Like, seriously, it's no like, like, what? So that people back home, family, friends, that they will see how to deal with difficult situations. Yeah. That, that God used you in this, in this moment for that. And that's like, that is a powerful thing to be used by God for mm-hmm. that and to just see that. And I like I don't, I don't know who these people are. None yeah. of these people have never came up to me and said, you know, I was watching you struggle in Michigan and yeah. blah, 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 blah. But it was just like, it's, you never know what's on the other side of your obedience. Yeah, that's so true. And so if you feel like you're disqualified and you never step out in faith, you don't know the reality or the eternity that you can set in motion for someone else's life. Yeah, and people are watching and yeah. they're encouraged, and you know they they piggyback off of your courage. Sometimes Absolutely. you know there was always um, in in battle it was it was the king who would lead out mm-hmm. you know the attack and or you know just yelling charge. You know there's that one person where everyone looks to like is he gonna go? Is he gonna yeah. do it? Um, yeah, and seeing you, I'm sure people like just watching you go to this like like you said obscure place in the middle of nowhere. No one even, I don't even know Kalamazoo was a place, honestly, yeah. and I, I lived in Michigan <laughs> for a little while. So, um, yeah, just people, you never know. Um, my wife, Julia, she served in Young Life for five plus years, and um, there's still people who message her who mm-hmm. will come up 
that she doesn't even know their name. They'll come up in the grocery store and be like, Julia, how are you? Yeah, you're so encouraging. I'm so happy for you. Like you impacted me so much. And it's incredible to hear that. That's like, you never know who is watching. And that's like, that speaks volumes of character. Yeah. And like, just, just your qualification can lead to other people's qualification as well. And I think that's, that's something that, you know, it's not something to give you, you know, an, not an arrogance about, but it's, it's something that should humble you in knowing like you are being used. Like we were talking about being used by God to be a, a launching pad for someone else, Absolutely. you know? And, and you're like, I don't know about you, but when someone, when I first gave my life to Christ, it took someone coming out and reaching out to mm-hmm. me and showing me Jesus's love and saying, Hey man, this is what it's about. And after that, it was just like an explosion, you know? So, um, me watching someone, watching the love of Christ, seeing that, um, that shine that people who just spend time with the Lord have, I can think of, you know, just seeing the backside of God. And it talks about people in the Bible whose faces were shining mm-hmm. and glowing. And, um, I work in a, in a different kind of field. And, uh, one of the guys that I work with, he is not a Christian, but he has pointed out and it didn't take any other conversation. He just pointed out that when his wife spends time in the word, she looks different. That wow. she looks beautiful. And that, that like blew my mind that he even noticed that. Yeah. He, he pointed that out that she just looks, she looks so much more beautiful when she's reading the Bible. And even though he wasn't interested in it, the fact that he knew and he saw that, what, what it was to spend time with Jesus and that, I don't know where we were going with that, but yeah, that'll no, preach that was, on itself. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Uh, while you were talking, I was just thinking of the scripture in uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 and it it says, in, in the same way, let your light shine before others mm. so that they may see your good works yeah. and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that 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 we have people who are unbelievers, that they, they see us as Christians and they don't glorify us. They glorify God. Like, they see, they see the good deeds and the good works that you're doing and they're thankful for that, but... The, it's God who's who's getting the glory yeah. from that, and it's just like it's it it amazes me how we can step into a situation, and the only thing that we do is allow people to see Jesus and not us, mm-hmm. and so they see and give glory to to God and not us, and so that's just so powerful because. We just, we don't know who's watching. We don't know who is watching for us. There's people always watching us to fail. Yeah. But there's people always watching us to succeed. And, and there's people who's always watching to see, hey, this person's a Christian. How is he going to handle, mm-hmm. you know, getting fired? Yeah. Yeah. How did you handle the first time someone disqualified you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were some choice words that oh, were used, um, but it was it was it's it's just one of those things where now you know I look at it as it's a challenge. Yeah, that person has challenged me in a good way because now that means I take what they said and go back to the one who called me, mm-hmm. God, and we have a conversation and say, Hey, is any of that any of that is that true? And if it is, you know, allow the Lord to work on you. And if it's not, you pray for that person and bless that person and keep it moving. It's just, it's one of those things where, and it's, and I, I know I just rolled over that very easily, but it's, it's a hard thing to get to that level of your Christian walk with God is uh, in that. And so um, by 
no circumstances, I don't mean that, you know, if you're going through a situation or a struggle and someone has disqualified you, process that and pray. Mm. That's the best thing that you can do is process what was said to you and pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal, look, if any of that that they just said is true, like you, like, let me know, Holy Spirit. Let yeah. me know, Lord. Being pruned. Yeah. I it's, heard a good, good term, pruned if you don't, pruned if you do. Yeah. <laughs> so either way, you're going to get pruned and it'll be for better or worse. You'll learn from it, roll with the punches. And... Well, what does prune, we, for those who drink prune juice, I don't, <laughs> I don't do anything like that. But for, if you drink prune juice, it, it cleans you out of everything that is not new, of nutritional value for your body. So when you drink prune juice, it, it relieves you of anything that is negative that's in your body that's not of benefit to you. And so the same thing with that. Allow the Holy Spirit to prune you to get anything that's not positive, anything that's not encouraging, anything that's not trustworthy um, and of God out of your body and just keep it moving. Catch me preaching on prunes. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's just, I think it's, um, and I'll, I'll say this and shut up. I think this is, I think the only qualification for being qualified is faith mm. and obedience. Yeah. Faith and obedience is the, is the only qualification you have to have if you're going to do any move of God. Because mm. God can use anybody. Mm. Yeah, it, it just takes obedience. Yeah. Exactly, it just takes uh, obedience. And I mean, that's that's on a simpler scale, but yeah. obedience is definitely so very important for being qualified. Oh, absolutely! Listening, and absolutely. Let me tell you something. If Jesus wouldn't have did what he did, let me rephrase that. If Jesus wouldn't have did at the end of his life what he did in the Garden of Gethsemane, if he wouldn't have did that, everything else he did for the prior three years wouldn't matter. Mm. And I was processing this a couple of weeks ago. I think we don't we don't realize that he sweated blood. Yeah, he did not want to do that. But he was obedient. Hmm. Like not not the God man was obedient. The man was obedient. Hmm. Wow. I think we look at it thing. I think we look at it sometimes. Yes, God, Jesus was God, one hundred percent, and man, one hundred percent. And we say, oh well, he went to the cross. His man went to the cross. He felt everything the flesh that went to the cross. He it was, it all. Yes, it was yeah. the flesh and the man in him hmm. that was obedient, not the God man. Because that that's two separate things. Yeah. It wasn't just God, 100% God nature that went to the cross. It was the man that went to the cross. And I think we forget about that. We forget the emotion that was that was happening in the garden, we forget all of that, and we just say, "Oh well, he just—he willingly did it. Yes, he willingly did it, but the man willingly did it." Mm. And so, when we when we submit the man to Christ and to God and be and to walk in obedience, we're able to fulfill the purpose that God yeah. has called for our life. That's so good. I'm done. Mm. Drop mic. <laughs> walk out. I'm done. Man, that's got me so excited for the next episode. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm really excited about some of the topics that we have um, coming up about in this podcast and what I believe the Lord is wanting to do through us, um, what he's wanting to to preach to us and, and say to us. And so I think we just have to be so willing to. 
be obedient. I think, uh, I know we have planned to talk about, uh, this is a really good one that you sent me about uh, nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm. Like, nothing in your life will change if you don't change something in your life. Yeah, yep. And we, we've heard of the phrase um, that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't change something in your life, nothing will change. And I think that is so important for uh, really for high school students to learn when they when they hit that like age. Adults, you know, yeah. in your job or in your marriage. Whatever, you, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just it, if you it, want a different result, if you want to improve your work life, how much you know, like what what you're getting out of your marriage, what you're what you're getting out of your schools, your peers, yes. you know, you have to make a different effort, a different Absolutely. focus, go a different direction. Take the long way around. You yep. know, something has to change. That's yeah, absolutely. Even with even with pastors and church leaders and church planners, like doing something different, making uh, even like a one percent change every year makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? Within five years, you've made a 5% change of your church mm-hmm. and just even seen 5% growth. Mm-hmm. And so just making something and, and doing something that's different and changing uh, can change the, the, the course of whatever you're going through. And yeah. So yeah. whatever, I don't know, if, if you're dealing with finances, you know, creating a budget, you know, that's something very practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're having... Uh, Issues with relationships and stuff, actually encouraging that person, yeah, uh, talking to that person, uh, being in community with that person. If you're uh, wanting to serve, serve. Oh, yeah. Don't just say you want to serve, serve. I mean, it's so simple, but I think it's just things like that that people forget. And it's just like, hey, if I want to do something, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. It's just do it. If it, if, if it is, if it aligns with your purpose and your calling and it's for God's glory, you really don't have to ask for permission. Hmm. That's something you really don't have to pray about. Yeah. We, we don't, I don't have to pray about loving my friends. Yeah. Why? Because God has already called me to love my friends. Yeah. So that's something that I don't have to pray. Lord, should I pray for Tyler? No, I should pray for Tyler. <laughs> That's like, so true. It's, it's just, that's what it is. And it's just, so, yeah. Yeah. And another one of the topics we have is uh, being in the world and not of the world. And I love the, like, the format of just the discussion because that is pure discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it look like to be in and around everything that's going on, but not be of it? You know, yeah. still be, still be a Christian and have your morals and values and still be around those people and not be, I don't know if I like this term. My grandmother used to say too heavenly minded to be any earthly good mm. and be so uptight that you, you neglect people and you push them away because they don't have the same values as yeah. you, or you, you are so abusive with how you, you, you share Christ because it, it's, he, he is love, you know, and you can't beat somebody up with love, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so being in the world and not of the world. And that's so good that you said that because as you were talking, I was just jumping in my spirit because I just felt the anointing of that is a Pharisee. That's exactly what a Pharisee was. It was someone who knew scripture, knew the law, uh, even at times lived it and obeyed it, but they had, they lacked love. 
there was no love found in anything. And so they, they approached every situation as if, if it was just this black and white issue. And they never sought to find love. Look at the woman in John 8 when she was caught in the act of adultery. How is she caught in the act of adultery unless she was watching? That'll preach. That will preach. How do you know she was caught in the act of adultery unless she was there with them yeah. committing the adultery? Mm. So, and so they brought her to Jesus. And what was Jesus' stance on that? He wrote in the sand. And he said he was up who he who was out sin cast the first stone. Yeah. And they all walked away. And they all walked away from the oldest to the youngest. And mm-hmm. so it's it's just it's, it amazes me because they knew the law. They knew the what the scribes had said. They knew what was written, but they refused to love and have grace. Mm-hmm. And so that is that's just I mean, it's just um it's just crazy. It's, just, yeah. it's very philosophical for people to to walk in that. And yeah. So you can beat someone up with the Bible all day long, but if you have no love, the Bible says it's like sounding symbols. Mm. And so you can be you can be one hundred and three percent correct in what you tell them, but if you have no love in the way that you told them, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because yeah, it's so it's true. just it's just sounding symbols, just noise. It really is. Yeah. And because people people know because. Hey, look, I know that he's a Christian mm. by the way that he loves. Yeah. That's what scripture says. And so, yeah. Another one I'm really excited about is the in-between facing uncertainty while waiting. And I know this means quite a bit to you. Um, and I'd like for you to expand on that just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That one and uh, nothing wasted, God will use it all. Like that, to me, that is uh, so important. I'm actually writing a book concerning this subject on this. Um, hopefully it'll be out soon. Uh, Within next year or two, uh, <laughs> that's soon, right? And so, yeah, so yeah, it's just, it's just, how do you face uncertainty while you're waiting? Mm. And I think, I think oftentimes we, I think oftentimes we we have this notion that that we have to be doing something. And I think you had asked me this a few months ago and I gave you a response. Basically, it was like that the Lord has something purposeful for us, but the response that we give, like like God is not so concerned about the result. He's more concerned about the process. Mm-hmm. He knows the result. Oh, yeah. He knows the end, mm-hmm. but he's concerned about the process in which you get to the the place that you go. We had brought up the scripture about the Israelites, God taking the people of Egypt out of captivity and how he took them um, on the longest route instead of the shortest route. The shortest route would have gotten them there in 40 days. It took years, years to get there. You're talking about 2 million plus people leaving captivity to go and to the promised land, years, and it was only a handful of them that made it. And so I think we have to, in our uncertainty, we have to wait patiently on the Lord. Mm. We, When we don't know what's going to happen, the best thing we can do is sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, wow. Because at the feet of Jesus is where he gives us direction, where he gives us guidance, where he gives us a new name, where he teaches us and shows us everything that he wants to do through our life. But 
we can't do that if we're always running our mouth. Mm. We can't do that if we're always trying to seek greener pasture. Yeah. We can't do that if we're trying to go this place and that place. We have to learn to sit at the feet of Jesus and just mm. simply rest. Yeah. This, that is a, a, a taboo word, a cuss word in this generation now is rest. Mm. Just rest. Jesus was with his disciples in the boat and he was sleeping yeah. and a storm was happening. <laughs> like what? He was he was resting, he was napping and all this chaos is going on around him and he's, he's just there just, just taking it easy. Mm. Mary and Martha, same thing. Mary's trying to sit at the feet of Jesus. Martha is doing the preparation. Jesus says, in this moment, while I am sitting in this house, while I'm sitting here with you guys, this is the only thing that matters. Mm. And he says that it will never be taken away from her. Yeah. Like, can you imagine that? Just sitting at the feet of Jesus and it will ne- that moment will never be taken away from you. Yes, there's preparation. Yes, there's things to do. Yes, uh, we should live a life that we're um, active and, and doing things. But in the moment that we have with Jesus, while Jesus is in our presence, the only thing that mattered was that Mary sat at his feet and she listened to the instructions. She listened to the wisdom that he was given. The Bible literally says that it will never be taken away from her for she has done the one thing that was required. The one thing. Hmm. And so, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, that's going to be a really good topic. Uh, so yeah. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> this is good. This is going to be really good. There was a point where I almost like started to laugh because it was like flowing pretty well. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a wrap for the first episode. We don't want to give too many topics away that we have in store. Um, we have plans to bring some people on, some special guests. Yeah. And uh, any topics that you guys want to bring up or comments that you guys have, feel free to let us know, reach out, and uh, we'll stay in touch. So thanks for joining us. Yep. And- See you guys on the next episode. Sounds good. See you. Bye.